Good morning and welcome to the live broadcast of the Word of Life ministry from our Savior Lutheran Church in Milford, Illinois. We're a member of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and we invite you today to join us for the next hour as we worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Alongside of with me, Neil Rikas, I'm Brian Newcomb and we'll be your monitors for today. Other members serving in capacity include the Elder of the Day who is Doug Morgison. Patrick Tig will be our soundboard operator, Jake Harms is our head usher, and Linda Kellerhalls is our organist this morning. Pastor Doug Minton's Christ-centered message for today is Bodily Dwelling Deity and is based on today's epistle reading from Colossians chapter 2. Our order of service this morning is Matins, which is found on page 219 in the Lutheran Service Book. And our opening hymn this morning out of the LSB is Hymn 909, Christ has made the sure foundation. We join the congregation in worship. house on this beautiful day. Well, at least the farmers are saying it's beautiful. Today we hope that our worship together is both glorifying to God as well as edifying to one another. This morning we follow the order of Matins found on page 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship Him. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in His hands. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O come, let us worship We continue by speaking responsively Psalm 138 in the front of the hymnal. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Lord 
Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Congregation may be seated. We continue with our office hymn, hymn number 596. Our office hymn this morning is hymn number 596, All Christians Who Have Been Baptized. All Christians who have been baptized, who know the God of heaven, and in whose daily life is prized, the name of Christ once given. Consider now what God has done, the gifts he gives to everyone, baptized into Christ Jesus. We return to the congregation in worship.
The Old Testament reading for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost comes to us from the book of Genesis, the 18th chapter. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom. Abraham still stood before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and spare it not for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again he spoke to him and said, Suppose forty are found there. He answered, For the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. He answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again but this once. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading comes from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, the second chapter. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In Him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Please rise and honor the gospel. The Holy Gospel this morning comes to us from St. Luke's Gospel, the 11th chapter. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. 
And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. We continue with the common response on the bottom of page 221. Forever, O Lord, Your Word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I let the habitation of Your house and the place where Your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of Your house and the place where Your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of Your house and the Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the epistle reading from Colossians chapter 2, particularly verses 9 and 10, where Paul writes, For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him. So far our text. One of the greatest, deepest, and most profound mysteries of the whole Christian faith is that Jesus is God in the flesh. That, as Paul says, the whole fullness of deity dwells in Him bodily. And as Paul writes to the Colossians, he wants to bring out that fullness and richness and deepness of that statement. So he tells them, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Because that's exactly the way our world works. Regardless of how we might personally feel, the world actually does like and prefer abstract ideas. Most of us are more concrete, and we want to be able to see it. But a lot of people like abstractions because that just separates us just a little bit further. We like to think of God as, okay, being up in heaven, away, and, well, we can do whatever we want around here. Because that's the way our mind thinks in our sinful nature. 
The psalm this morning said, Though the Lord is high, He regards the lowly. The haughty He knows from afar. The gods of every mythology and every idol that we have come up with as people reverses that order. They regard the haughty who can satisfy their cravings with sacrifices and all of their gifts while ignoring the lowly because of their poverty. God says, no, that's not the way it works. I come for the lowly. The haughty who think they have it all figured out themselves, that want to stay up here in the abstract world, great, let them have it. I created that too, and they'll figure out that it's not quite up to par. And this, like I said, is no different. There were, during Paul's time, those who instead of the righteousness of faith, taught that people are reconciled to God and justified by their own works and their own acts of worship, and not through faith for Christ's sake. People judge by nature that God should be appeased by works, because that's the way our mind works. Everything we have, we've worked for, so we deserve it. How many times have we heard, even in the bad times, even when bad things are happening, what did I do to deserve this? Whether good or bad, our minds are wired to think that everything we have, we deserve. Because that is the righteousness of the law. That if you do good things, good things will happen to you. If you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. Which brings us to our Old Testament reading this morning. Abraham's question sounds very pious, very holy. But really, it's that doesn't make sense, God. Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? I mean, Abraham knew Sodom and Gomorrah. A couple of chapters before our reading, he had rescued Sodom and Gomorrah from invasion. He knew the people who lived there. And so he bargains with God. Suppose 50 people are there. 50 righteous people. I mean, there's got to be that many in a town that size. But then he thinks about it again and again and again. It's like, well, okay, we might be lucky to find 10. And yes, Sodom and Gomorrah would have been saved if God had found ten righteous people living in it. In the end, he found three. And well, they weren't exactly what you would consider very righteous. Because Lot had made himself comfortable as a leader in Sodom. As the men come into the town, he's sitting at the gate where the city council would sit. And when all the men of the town press in on the house wanting to take their turn with the men who had come into town. Lot, being the wonderful father, offers his daughters to the crowd. And afterwards, I'm sure not many days afterwards, this statement still rolling in his daughter's minds, they get him drunk so they can have children with him, giving us the history and the beginnings of the Moabites and the Ammonites people who were thorns in Israel's side throughout their history. 
Sodom and Gomorrah get destroyed because there were really no righteous people living in it. When Jesus came to earth and took on flesh, who did he find that was righteous? Well, let's see. He chose 12 apostles. They all deserted him at his arrest. He called many others, but they turned their backs on him because his words were too hard. The concreteness of him and the kingdom of God that he proclaimed was too much for them. But Jesus died on the cross anyway. His sole purpose in coming to earth was because there is no one righteous. And yet he dies to forgive all sins. Every single one of them through his death and resurrection. He does it in a very concrete way. Because only God in the flesh would be able to make a sacrifice that huge to cover your sins or mine, not to mention all of ours put together and then everybody else who has ever lived. It's a lot to go into. And we think, okay, this is great. You know, talking about God dwelling bodily in Jesus. And then Paul turns it just a little bit. That yes, the full Deity of God dwelled bodily and still dwells bodily in Jesus. And then he says, and you have been filled in him. You received Christ Jesus the Lord. Circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, but with water and blood. Putting off the body of flesh, being buried with him in baptism. Having all of your sins Forgiven, because they've all been nailed to the cross. Every single one of them. That record of the debt that you owe to God because of your sins, wiped out completely, all in one swift stroke. Not of the pen, crossing it off the ledger, but the stroke of a hammer, driving nails into his hands and his feet. As we sang in our, off, in our office hymn this morning, You were before your day of birth, indeed from your conception, condemned and lost with all the earth, none good, without exception. But all of that was washed away, immersed and drowned forever. All of that is gone. By the circumcision of Christ, who has established you in the faith, who has raised you to walk in newness of life, as Paul tells the Romans. The office hymn also tells us, when nothing else revives your soul, your baptism stands and makes you whole, and in death completes you. Martin Luther was one who truly understood the concreteness of his sin. A concreteness that he struggled with all the time. Brought him to deep despair and depression numerous times. But he writes in almost all of his works, but I am a baptized child of God. Yes, those things weigh me down. Yes, I regret doing those things. 
but they have all been washed away. And I strive to walk in that newness of life. Because he took 1 Corinthians 3.16 very seriously. When Paul writes the Corinthians, Do you not know that you are God's temple and God's Spirit dwells in you? It's amazing how similar many of Paul's epistles are. And the same things keep popping up again and again. That you are the temple of God. And God's Spirit dwells in you. Just as he talks about you being filled with Christ. That's what makes you and I Christians. And we live in a world where it is so difficult to be a Christian. And as I said, we love abstractions. We love out there. So is it surprising that the worst place to be a Christian is on social media? Where it's all out there? I mean, it's just amorphously floating around somewhere in the universe. And you can say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Eh, But everything is open to interpretation. And this causes us problems. Because you can make one post. You can make one comment. And there's how many people who say, Did you see what they posted? Did you see what they commented? Social media has become the 21st century evolution of just being gossip. And our Savior is no different. I've had numerous times where I've seen the arguments play out on social media. And sometimes it's just a simple statement that's made. But again, the simple statement that can be taken a dozen different ways because it's just characters on a screen. And then we start to backpedal. It's like, well, no, I really didn't mean it like that. I meant this. And it starts a whole other argument because it just keeps boiling over and over again. And we cause each other to lose faith and respect in our brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who are the temple of God. Those who have Christ's Spirit dwelling in them. But yes, they are sinners. Yes, they they have knee-jerk reactions. Trust me, I have them on a fairly regular basis. Because I just want to slap my computer screen. Sometimes. Or as many people like uh, the one meme I post every once in a while, you have the priest sitting in the confessional booth, you know, guy on the other side, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. And of course, the priest has his laptop open to Facebook. Yes, I already know. We are the temple of God. And God's Spirit dwells within us. But it's not just out there. It's here, face to face as well that we have the problems of relating as brothers and sisters, bound together by the Spirit of God that dwells in each of us. And I pray for your forgiveness for the times I've had knee-jerk reactions. And I forgive you for your knee-jerk reactions. Because all of them have been washed away in the waters of baptism. All of them have been nailed to the cross. Because the cross... And the font are the tie that binds us together, bringing us the forgiveness of our sins, 
opening the gates of heaven so that we might rejoice and we might enjoy the fellowship of the whole fullness of deity dwelling bodily in Christ and Him dwelling in us. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The congregation may rise. We continue with the Te Deum on page 223.
As we prepare our hearts for prayer this morning, we add to the prayer list Orville Franke, Glenn's father, who is having uh, health issues at the moment as well. So Glenn is back with family again, taking care of them at this time. We continue with the Kyrie on page 227. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of God and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For peace in the whole world, for the stability of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who enter it with faith, reverence, and the fear of God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have been marked with God's name in baptism, but have fallen away from the faith, that we may speak with courage and compassion the saving word of God to them, and that they may be restored to faith and life within this assembly. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our synodical president, Matthew. For our district president, Mark. For our district president-elect, Michael. And for our pastor, Doug. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all clergy and laity. For all missionaries, especially Joel as he serves in the Dominican Republic, and for all who are studying to become pastors, especially Simon and Ian, that God's word may be proclaimed to every nation and person on earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our country, for Joe our president, for Jay our governor, for all those in public office, and for those serving in the armed forces and in law enforcement, especially Nick, Nate, Alex, Corey, Brandon, Scott, and Thomas, that they may be upheld in every good work and that our religious liberty may be defended from all attacks at every level, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth and for temperate seasons, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For travelers by land, sea, and air, especially those attending higher things this week, for the sick and the suffering, especially Laverne, Linda, Kiersey, Pamela, Marcy, Fred, Tim, Lisa, Kendra, Orville, Hazel, Sam, Joanne, Pam, and Becky. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the homebound that are unable to worship with us in person this morning, 
especially Delmer, Retha, Arlene, Rosalie, Pat, Joanne, and Brenda. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and distress, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, let your merciful ears be attentive to the prayers of your servants. And by your word and spirit, teach us how to pray that our petitions may be pleasing before you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Congregation may be seated. We conclude our worship this morning with hymn number 649. Our closing hymn this morning is hymn number 649 in the Lutheran service book, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. We return to the congregation in worship.
Good morning. Welcome again to the Lord's house. A couple of notes. Uh, first, a reminder to keep myself and the other chaperones, okay, and the youth going to higher things in your prayers this week. Uh, although it's only an hour and a half drive, eh, there's, still, there's still fun that can be had. Uh, with that, uh, you are invited, if you would like to see what the divine service looks like, at the Youth Conference, uh, it is 2 o'clock on Tuesday, 1 o'clock on Friday. Uh, they will have it li- I believe they will have it live streaming. They may, they may not, uh, but if you cannot make it to Valparaiso, uh, it is a wonderful time, and especially in that chapel, it is a wonderful, uh, wonderful time together. Adult Bible class. If you've not been in Bible class in a while or maybe ever, today is the perfect opportunity. As the... uh, Okay, no, the freezer in different spots, okay. It is a free-for-all Ask the Pastor uh, morning today, so any questions you might have, whether they be Bible or hymn-related, liturgy, whatever, uh, you, you would like to ask about, those are fair game. I will try to answer all of them to the best of my ability. So, uh, you're all invited. Oh, and the free, you know, free coffee, free snacks, free. Okay. And then also we are moving the website to a new hosting uh, uh, server uh, tonight and tomorrow. They say it takes roughly 24 to 48 hours for everything and all the Internet to redirect it. Uh, So, if you have issues pulling up something on the website in the next couple of days, it's still in transit. So uh, keep that in mind. Any other announcements that need to be made this morning? How about if I look at my own notes? Uh, Calvary and Watsika is chartering a bus to go to the Ark Encounter. Uh, they're going, and it sounds like it's a one-day down-and-back trip on Friday, September 23rd. There are still seats available, so they're opening it up to the area congregations. So if you have not been to the Ark Encounter, I encourage you to go. If you have been and enjoyed it, you can go back again. Uh, I don't have all of, the, uh, all of the particulars of it, so uh, if you're interested, contact the church office at Calvary, uh, and they can get you all the information you need for that. Any other announcements this morning? We'll go again. Uh, Seeing none, go in peace, serve the Lord. We thank you for your prayerful support of this ministry here at Our Savior Lutheran Church. And we'd like to share with you some of the special events that our members are celebrating this week. Uh, There are four members of our congregation that are celebrating birthdays today, uh, this week, and today Josh Seifert is celebrating his birthday. Uh, Tomorrow, on Monday, we celebrate with Rich Rikas as he will be celebrating his birthday. So, Rich, I know you're listening on the radio radio this morning. Hope you're feeling better and uh, 
and get back to uh, to full strength soon. Also celebrating birthdays, Jamie Bakken will be celebrating a birthday on Tuesday, and Haley Rikas, the Rikas family, celebrating a lot of uh, events this week. Haley will celebrate her birthday on Saturday. And speaking of our uh, homebound members today, Delmer and Retha Hendricks will be celebrating 41 years of marriage today. So happy 41st anniversary to Delmer and Retha. Also celebrating anniversaries this week include Landon and Megan Ryder. They will be celebrating five years on Thursday. Caleb and Bridget Schroeder will be celebrating six years next Saturday. And at this point, we will conclude our 1,542nd broadcast of the service at our Savior Lutheran Church in Milford, Illinois. We really do appreciate you listening this morning. If you would like to be included in our prayers, please call us at the church office at 815-889-4121. If you would like a copy of today's message or would like a copy of our newsletter, you can write to us at our Savior Lutheran Church. We're at P.O. Box 188 in Milford, Illinois, 60953. You can also contact us through our website at www.oursaviormilford.com or you can get on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Our Savior Lutheran. On our website, you can listen to past services, view our monthly newsletter and weekly service folders, and, and much more. And once again, we thank you for worshiping with us this morning at Our Savior Lutheran Church as we worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We wish you God's richest blessings upon your upcoming week.